0: Welcome to Usus Chatter, where two BFS get together and talk about anything and everything. I'm Sarah. And I'm Stacy. And on today's episode of Watchful Wednesday, we are talking about how important it is to be mindful of our planet and what we can do to ensure its long-term health. Yes. So.
1: You like the planet.
0: I I do enjoy the planet. Yeah. I live there. I do too. Me too. Same. And yeah, I think I've always been attuned to, like, wanting to have a better planet. Um, we clearly grew up in podunk areas where mm-hmm. no one else cares. Um, or, <laughs> well, you don't have a whole lot of knowledge, and then the internet comes around, and that helps us make better choices. Right. And it seems
1: like, to me, you know, when you grow up poor, you use your resources better. Mm-hmm. And that being wasteful is a sign of wealth. hmm um, and so I've noticed that in poorer areas now, that they are far more wasteful because now it's accessible, like it's it's cheaper, it's easier to be wasteful, to be yeah to buy you know whatever um, baggies or you know stuff that's not reusable. It's easier to buy things that are disposable, but I mean still harmful to the environment. Nevertheless, so it's weird to see how that has. Whereas before it was nothing ever went wasted. You never bought anything that was disposable. You bought things that could be
0: used 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 over and over. Yeah. So with that in mind, I try to be mindful of what I buy, what I use, what I dispose of. So I have a quick segment. And I'm just going to tell us about a few ways that you can reduce your impact on the planet, carbon footprint, whatever the hell you want to call it. (laughs) <laughs> okay um so first one which is a tough one for me is the idea of to not buy fast fashion um and mm. to thrift the shit out of everything um i have a problem because i'm a, a germaphobe so i struggle in thrift stores because mm-hmm. of cleanliness mm. and i'm terrified of like refurbished furniture because of bed bugs and that comes from working as a social worker and oh yeah they're a nightmare. So, but I am trying to be better about the idea of fast fashion. So buying clothes that are made from recycled material, mm-hmm. if I'm going to buy new, buy high quality. So that way it lasts a hell of a lot longer. Right. I mean, in college, I worked at two shitty, thr- like, clothes stores. Like, our clothing was not worth anything. So yeah. it's clearly just going into a landfill at some point after, like, two wears. Right. So not buying fast fashion is something. And with people keeping this in mind, the thrift stores are becoming more than just like goodwill there's more availability of cleaner more organized thrift stores for the people who are crazy right. like me
1: but i mean it's true i mean and in, in, uh, like there's consignment shops and places yes. like that where they look more like boutiques than yes
0: so yeah. and those, i think those are coming back to being trendy and not which i'm not saying to be trendy but when things are trendy it makes them more available and more accessible. Right. So,
1: and acceptable. And too. acceptable. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, don't buy fast fashion. Um eat local. Yeah. So that helps if you're eating things that come from your area, not because you're like in Austin and it's cool, but because it cuts down the supply chain and all of the things that logistics entail. Um,
1: you're talking about like the fuel that would be needed to transport one specific Type of yeah. meat from or vegetable from one location to the other. And yeah. Things like that.
0: So not not necessarily feasible every day, but if you have the opportunity, why not? Right. Um plan a garden. Yeah. You do that. I I'm gonna try if I ever get a house, I'm gonna try to have a garden. We'll see how that goes.
1: You'll do good because you're very organized and very scheduled.
0: That's true. I am really good at that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um drive less, carpool when you can and take care of your car. Okay. So, you don't have to have a brand new car, but you can't let your old car turn into a piece of shit. You need to keep up with. <laughs> it's all the good.
1: Because the car itself as it continues to deteriorate, does what? emits more. Yeah, impossible. it has more
0: pollution. Um, yeah. it's emitting more things. It might cost more to fix in the long run where if mm-hmm. you could maintain it, it would be easier. True. Um, um I say carpool if you can carpool, that's really cool. Um, that's not always an option I've for a lot of people. I've never been in a yeah. job where
1: I could carpool. But I always see it in movies and think it looks so cool.
0: Yeah, fun. I mean, my yeah. husband and his brother carpool work at the same place. Yeah, Same schedule. Makes right. Sense. Why not? Yeah. Um, so. Do they
1: swap out vehicles like every week? They do. Yeah. They, uh,
0: they have their days. I don't know them.
1: But right. But they have fun. their own
0: schedule. So that's cool. Um, Use less electricity and unplug devices when you're not using them. Um, So I grew up in a frugal home where we did that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: We unplug it. Like, every time I'm done with the toaster, I unplug it immediately.
0: (laughs) Every time. So, So, yeah. yeah. And then, like, just in general hazards i don't know um, but i am married to someone who has like a computer that is plugged in and like has fancy lights and it takes so much energy so i'm constantly like you need to put it to sleep you need to do this make sure when you're not using it you're at least putting it in a power saving mode um, right right you know i don't think
1: a lot of people put together the fact that electricity is actually generated from our fossil fuels yes And so, um, and I'll give you a good example. So, a lady who uh, I work with recently posted on Facebook, you know, asking about people's opinions about solar panels and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so, I love solar panels. Yeah, same. I mean, we've been researching it for a while, and we really want to move in that direction. And so, I had made a comment to her. I said, you know, you have to really find out what your motivation is. For us, it's clean energy. It's producing and using clean Mm -hmm. energy. And so she asked what that was. And so it never dawned on me that, you know, at some point in time in my life, I didn't realize that that's what electricity was either or that's how it was generated, at least for us. Not saying, yeah, correct, and and that there are clean ways to produce energy without utilizing our fossil fuels Mm -hmm. or electricity, rather. That's a goal of mine. I really... Hope that we can get that done this year. Fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah. And then but still preserve the electricity that you generate by unplugging your devices and things like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, it's it's the small things. Yeah. I think. But yeah, that would be cool to have yeah. solar panel. Oh, there's clothes. Um <laughs> So, another way is to take quick cold showers and less long hot showers. Why?
1: why? I take long hot showers.
0: Girl. That's
1: electricity. <laughs> it is electricity. That's water. That's my hot water. Yeah. My water heater.
0: So, I'm not saying every shower you take needs to be a quick cold one,
1: but. I look like a damn stewed tomato every time I get out of the shower.
0: Uh, so does my husband. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I don't know why. I've always been that way.
1: I mean, when I was younger. Uh, The house I grew up in did not have a shower. It only had a bathtub. Mm -hmm. So also the bathroom did not have heating or air conditioning. So in the winter, I just would run like hot water and get in it because the room itself was freezing cold. So I think that's where that started. Probably. But now, I mean, that makes sense.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Duh. I do. I mean. It does take electricity to heat your water. I'm
0: like, why? So, (laughs) just little things. So, when you can, when you're feeling up to it. You know, if you don't feel good, cold shower's not going to help you. Well, yeah. hot shower might not help me either, depending on how I'm feeling. In Texas, a nice cold shower is very nice on on many summer days. Um, Yes. So, my next one, my favorite, eat less meat or stop eating meat altogether. Um, Hmm. And try to eat low on the food chain. Hmm. If you do eat meat, don't eat high on the food chain. We are high on the food chain. We're high on the food chain. So yeah, don't be eating people. That's another problem. (laughs) Uh, That's a whole different issue. So uh, low on the food chain.
1: So how would would not eating meat help preserve the planet's resources?
0: If less people are eating meat, there's going to be less profit in having giant farms. Okay. Of animals. So could the same be said for
1: vegetables and
0: fruits and things like that as well? So vegetables aren't making methane gas, which is um, degrading our atmosphere.
1: Okay. Not all animal. Well, I guess every mm-hmm. animal. Every makes animal methane makes gas. methane. So when we
0: have large hordes or right. herds of cows, also detrimental to the ground, like having to feed all of those animals. Mm-hmm. And we also have to have farmland to produce the feed for those animals.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just... Eat
0: less meat if you have to continue to. Eat
1: or eat meat that's ethically sourced, so yeah. to speak. I, I, I use the word ethically. But, like, you know, almost like what you were talking about, eat local. If you had one of those, like, farm-to-table mm-hmm. restaurants, I think, I mean, that's perfectly acceptable because it's not a large-scale Mm-hmm. farm or ranch that you're getting your food from anyway just a thought yeah
0: a little bit more responsibility anyway yes and be a steward yeah reduce food waste and compost if and when you can so i try to only cook what i'm gonna eat mm-hmm. doesn't always work out that way mm-hmm. and what i can't i don't compost because i don't i don't have anything like uh, i have a tiny yard and i don't have anything that i'm trying to grow um but what i do with like Fruits and vegetables. I put those out in my yard and let them naturally decay into my ground. ground.
1: Um, I bet you could save some compost. Like if you just had a, or not save it, but save your scraps and give them to your in-laws because they garden a lot. They they do, and the compost.
0: compost. Um, Buy in bulk where possible. Buying in bulk seems kind of counterintuitive, but it's not because, well, now I don't know the wording to it, but I read about it. And it sounded good. The argument is it because
1: had, of the transportation
0: issue. I think, issue so. I think It had to do with the like goods. the whole logistics and supply chain yeah. thing again. Look for environmentally responsible companies and products, i.e., like the B certified corporations. So those corporations typically a corporation has its duty to its shareholders, which is why everything's capitalism and profit, 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 and like everything else. Right. Um, a B corporation has it as part of their company mission. And part of any employee, stockholder, anything like part of everything is like to get yes. that. Yes. So they have to produce reports, records, things like that. Could they be faulty? I'm sure because everything's corrupt. But I'd like to be on the positive side, side here yeah. and assume that these companies, i.e., like seventh generation, Patagonia, uh, companies like that, they are making, they're sourcing everything ethically that they can. They use what, everything they can, you know, the whole buffalo, so to speak.
1: Well, and I've been looking into it. So, and this is really hard by the way, because you have to do an extensive amount of research to find a company. So seventh generation I had learned was actually bought out by another company. I mean, that makes sense. I thought Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. And so are the majority of their products environmentally healthy? So does that make sense? Now that that this brand, this one brand that
0: they have that was
1: built, on being so there's,
0: they're still be certified currently.
1: Yeah. So I'd like to, the brand So, but you know, I just, but what I'm saying though, big picture wise, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like knock Seventh generation. I'm not trying to do that. Not my laundry's clean. No, I, what I'm saying is through my own research, like I was looking for something as simple as tampons, mm-hmm. you know, and guess what? It doesn't matter how organic they are or whatever. They still come individually wrapped in plastic. So what's mm-hmm. the point? You know what I'm saying? Everything else can be, the material itself can be organic, and the applicator can be cardboard, which is easily you know, biodegradable, but it's still individually wrapped in plastic. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to reduce my plastic waste. However,
0: Seventh Generation has um, plant-based applicators, and they're pa- recyclable paper. Right. Right. Which is real funny because my dogs always try to, like, get into the bathroom <laughs> because they think I'm, like, hiding candy or something. Right, because I think
1: you're opening it's a It's hilarious
0: um, and weird. So I didn't know about
1: that with 7th Generation having that particular product because I've been on, like, a mission forever. But also, here's the other thing, is that not every product is right for every that person true. either. And you have to kind of play with yeah, it until you like, figure ideally, it like, ideally,
0: we could all do Diva Cup-esque type things. Right. Um, that's not always feasible where you're at, what you're doing, right. Exactly. Uh, what your body shape is, all of that kind of jazz. Yeah um, It's just it's it's it
1: takes to be mindful, it can be very difficult. Okay. And then deep down inside, like you said, you do want to trust these companies and what they're saying. but yeah Capitalism. yeah.
0: So I um, going back to my little list, there are tried and true reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. Reduce where you can, recycle where you can, reuse where you can. Um, no one is perfect. So my message to everyone is just to do what you can when you can. Um, and every little bit helps, whether you think it will or not. Mm-hmm. And my last message is don't be like the EPA in Massachusetts, the EPA. Because that case is about the EPA not regulating carbon emissions, mm-hmm. which was detrimental to the land. Mm-hmm. So like Massachusetts and other individuals and in other states um, sued the EPA because they were not enforcing these regulations on air quality and what was wow. like creating greenhouse gas issues, and the EPA was like, "Yo, other places are way worse than we are. So like, it doesn't matter if we do something about it." This. Um, I don't think it was this. I think this one is the two, it's like 2008 maybe. Wow. There's several. I mean, the EPA is always fucking up. Ah. Uh, that's another story another for another yeah, time. Yeah. EPA is like, what are we supposed to do? Cause like whatever we do, China's still going to be doing what they're doing. Well,
1: and that's the truth. It's a global, it takes true. a global initiative. And the
0: Supreme court was like, true. The, the statutory language says that you can enforce it. So go out and enforce. Yeah. So Jesus, I roll. Don't be lazy. Again, it is, difficult and you have to think like when you're trying to be a vegan you have to ask like all these questions so that's why i never say i'm a vegan (laughs) because i'm not always going to annoy people with my questions right question what you can do what you can we all have to live here yeah unless elon musk does something i guess and gets us on to the moon uh
1: i don't know but yeah we'll see
0: so that's i mean we'd still
1: have to take care of the moon Okay, if we move to the moon, we'd have to take care of it just the same.
0: True. That would be a trash heap in no time. Yeah, it would. So don't be a human ball of garbage. Just try to be a better. Yeah. True. Try not to Good produce
1: reason. as much trash if you can help it. As much trash that cannot decompose. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really the yeah. issue because it affects everything, it affects the oceans and our water supply. Mm-hmm everything animals the, um, our weather cycle i mean it just it affects everything it affects everything so
0: yeah well very good thank yeah. you sarah just a few little ways you can reduce awesome. your awesome
1: and you and i gotta tell you like you actually walk the walk which is pretty inspiring you know like looking for products and and using reusable things and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that like yeah
0: you- oh, and tell your husband my toilet paper. I went and researched my toilet paper. It is recycled paper. You can buy bamboo, though, as well. Yeah. And they do give back. So tell him to suck it.
1: Well, he's here. You can tell him when we're done recording. Nah, no, it's okay. Oh, okay. I'll have the toilet paper argument for yes. you with my husband. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I know I've touched on soil health a bit Previously. Uh, in a couple of, yeah, previous episodes, but I really wanted to kind of circle back around uh, to this topic again. You love soil. I do. And provide more information um, about how it's really critical to the health of our planet. Um, I was incredibly inspired by the documentaries Kiss the Ground and In Search of Balance, which we talked about before. Um, soil, believe it or not, is actually a living ecosystem. And I don't guess I realized this until I watched mm-hmm. um, Kiss the Ground, that it is it is alive. It's not just something that you grow plants it's not in. It's Yeah, exactly. Um, so generally when we think of an ecosystem, we think about an ocean or a rainforest, but rarely do we consider what's right beneath our feet. And um, I just want to be clear though, you know, no one ecosystem is more important than the earth. Mm-hmm. Like the earth needs them all. Mm-hmm. They're all equally as valuable as the other. And um, they all work in conjunction with one another. So as it stands, Soil contains living organisms that have a symbiotic relationship with one another in order to produce plants. Okay. What's the big deal? Uh, We know soil produces plants. I get it. Literally everything in the world eats plants. And if you don't eat plants, you eat something that does. And that's pretty much the bottom line. So we also breathe in the oxygen that the plants produce. So without healthy soil, We have no plants meaning we have no air to breathe or we have no food to eat so it's critically important that our soil health is maintained as i said before it's it's an ecosystem but it's an elaborate ecosystem it's incredibly complex and so just remember that you know next time you decide to play in the ground (laughs) that you're playing in a a very sophisticated Mm -hmm. complex ecosystem um, those microorganisms that aren't in soil are actually healthy for us. So it's okay to be playing in soil, not necessarily dirt because dirt is not soil, but it, in the soil um, it's it's healthy to come into contact with your skin. So just kind of let me know that.
0: Unless it's poisoned by lead. Or,
1: yeah, stuff like that.
0: And look, correct. If it's oh, a healthy
1: God. soil, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> Um, But I think i stated this before, but whatever you put in that ground is absorbed uh, by the roots of the plant and then consumed. And this can be incredibly detrimental or beneficial to our bodies or the body of anything that consumes it. So when you understand soil health, you understand how to properly manage it so that it's sustainable for generations to come. Um, When soil is gone, it's gone. You know, all that's left is dirt.
0: The dust bowl.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. And then you don't have any fertile ground whatsoever. Look at con- the continent of Africa. You know, at one point in time, all of it was um, a savanna. Oh, wait, it a Savannah Savannah is a savanna? Savannah a desert. What's the opposite?
0: A forest? Yeah. I don't know Savannah. what term you're looking for. I don't, I don't like know it. either. But
1: at one point in time, yes, it, it, was, was, it was rich with life. Absolutely. So, and then um over farming and all of that has reduced the amount of soil over there so there's a lot of areas where there's just nothing and nothing can grow or what can grow is very limited Mm -hmm. so um as plants grow well let me let me back up uh one of the great things about soil health or good soil health rather is that it can actually combat climate change and that's why i like this why you is... love soil so much? Yeah, why I'm so into soil all of a sudden. So here's the cool thing. When soil is healthy, it's able to store more water and it can also drain better. As plants grow, they remove CO2 from the atmosphere and actually store it as carbon in the soil. So the United States is the world's second largest polluter mm-hmm. next to China. Mm-hmm. And I read an article that stated that the top three feet of the world's remaining soils contain three times as much carbon as the atmosphere. So disrupting the soils causes the release of carbon faster than it can be replaced. So it's very possible that if we maintain the Earth's soils properly, and if correctly implemented worldwide, we could remove over 5 billion tons of CO2 a year. That'd be cool. Right? Reducing our carbon footprint. So that's what they're talking about. When they say carbon footprint, they're talking about the CO2 that's in the air. It's emitted from your cars. It's emitted from factories. Mm -hmm. The electricity you use in your house. Everything. Yeah, everything. I mean, and that's not, I mean, that's everything. Right? And so the fact that plants take it out of the air and then store it as carbon in the ground is amazing. I mean, that they all, it works in conjunction like that. So when, like I said, when soil's gone, that's it. So as great as that sounds, right, about removing 5 billion tons of CO2 a year, uh, the likelihood of the world working together to preserve the soil in the name of combating climate change is what? Zero? (laughs) Like, what would you say? I like
0: to think it's more, but
1: yeah. However, it's not. Re- reality is, you know, we will have to make, we have to make a difference as individuals. Mm-hmm. We, we have to carry that responsibility. So by offsetting our and own. And vote.
0: So as individuals, while we make our own impact, you can use your voice in a place that has democracy. Which not everyone has democracy. Yeah. But you can vote. That's true. You can vote, you vote fuckers out. Um, that don't give a shit about the planet. That's right. Very good.
1: Thank you. yeah that's a good point so i did not put that in there but you're right um so you can so to offset your own carbon footprint footprint one of the things that you want to do first is calculate your own and that will make
0: you instantly super depressed though so do that with caution
1: <laughs> i didn't put that disclaimer there i'm throwing that
0: in there for you <laughs> do it
1: anyway regardless of how depressed it's going to make you because you A lot of people just need to be aware Mm -hmm. of really what it is. And um, sometimes that's what it takes is looking at that number and going, oh my gosh, like the fact that I'm alive and existing in this world is causing its own destruction. You know, like if it was me just by myself, (laughs) you know, or my family, no, not so much, but um, how many people are on this earth? You know, more than two. More than, yes, much more. So, uh, but yeah, so you can look online uh, to find a carbon footprint calculator Mm -hmm. and you just input some of the information. And then one of the things that you can do too is begin to engage in practices that improve the soil health around your own homes. So to do this, learn what your yearly output is and then take those steps to improve that soil health. And I'm just going to throw this out there. A perfectly manicured lawn that requires consistent watering is not it. That doesn't take care of your soil health. And in fact, it's actually worse for the environment. So there are a variety of landscaping techniques that you can use that are unique to your own climate and soil. And it can also suit your personal taste. And it can still look really good, but it doesn't have to be, you know, green grass in a state Same where was... it's green
0: grass. Right. Yeah.
1: Where no grass grows. You know, it's just that makes no sense. So you can grow a garden and. I, mean, in, like,
0: I think we can blame the British people for that, right? Aren't they, aren't they the ones that started gardens like that? Like just green grass for no reason?
1: Yeah. But also it grows like that in England. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> so they, that's what they look at. That's what they get to look at over there. But, you know, here we have a variety of landscapes. Yeah. Some rocks. Some dirt. I mean, like, legit desert, um, you know. What else do we have? Hills. Different kinds of native grasses that got plowed down and in favor of the ground. My art
0: is manicured weeds. Oh, that's tough. Nice. Nice. There's some it's grass cool. in there, too. but
1: Right. They're not weeds. They're pulling CO2 out of the that's air. That's true. Someone else the calls same. them a weed. Yeah. I like them. Exactly. So, just saying. They're all beneficial. <laughs> regardless of whether or not you like the way they look as they're growing out of the crack in your concrete, Uh (laughs) in your driveway. But, um, okay. So, uh, one of the things you can do is grow a garden and implement regenerative gardening practices. And personally, I'm going to try Korean natural farming next year. So we're going to see how that goes. I still need to learn more about it, but basically you take advantage of the microbiome, uh, to produce fertile soils that yield a very high output. Uh, without the use of pesticides and herbicides, another thing to consider, of course, is composting. Which Sarah said, even on a small scale, it's highly beneficial, and you aren't putting your waste that is capable of decomposing into a plastic bag. Correct.
0: And then putting which it into a landfill causes landfills. more methane problems. Right. So. And they make cute little compostable buckets you can keep in your house that have filters that keep the stench down.
1: Yeah, they do. That's, you're absolutely right, and so. And let's say, you know, you live in an apartment or you live somewhere where you don't have a yard. So how would you improve soil health? You can still collect your food scraps and find a local nursery or place like that, you know, and donate your scraps to them so that they can use it as compost because compost is an element of soil. Mm -hmm. And so it's incredibly important um, to compost if you can also, you can purchase uh, compostable products. So Mm -hmm. like the little, same, you know, there's compostable garbage bags now. And uh, like this little thing on my phone case that I use to hold Mm -hmm. whatever, I don't know what this is called, but it's compostable. And I buy compostable forks for my husband. So I don't feel bad about throwing them away when he eats his lunch at work. So there's, all of those things. So compost, you can buy stuff that can just easily go into your compost bin as well, other than food scraps. So making those swaps for plastic things. And that's all I have. That's my spiel about the importance of soil health and why we should not be putting harmful herbicides and pesticides into it. You know, things grow in conjunction with one another a lot of times. So um when you look at some of the large scale farms, you know, they have nothing but corn planted in a row and really corn is meant to be planted with something else, you know, in conjunction, because again, as we talked about earlier, the little roots all talk to each other and they protect each other from pests and disease and things like that. So it's a good idea to really plant things that are, that belong with one another, Mm -hmm. you know, so, because that's how it exists in nature and, they work better that way. And then you don't have to amend your soils with things that are man-made and detrimental to the earth and our bodies. Yeah, so, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, that's my tree hugger, save the soils sales pitch. I hope it worked. I just, it won't work on my husband. One day. One day. It's because he likes his green grass manicured lawn. We're house divided. <laughs> We really are. are. I'll get. I'll break them down one day. Don't you worry. (laughs) I'll have creeping time in my front yard before too long. Yeah, just like a little nature preserve. (laughs) Whatever, whatever seeds the birds drop and all that stuff.
0: Oh yeah, we'll find like a very random plant that a squirrel has put in the ground and just like pop up. Sometimes Um, it's real pretty. Yes. I have like a purple flower that grows in the corner of my yard. Oh, I don't know. I mean, wow. Put there. Thanks.
1: Well, I can tell you this. Um, our neighbor has this gigantic oak tree, right? And there's squirrels all in my backyard and they they I would say plant, whatever. They bury, they bury them. all those acorns. I have baby trees all over the place and I'm like, No, we cannot have these baby trees everywhere. So I'm steadily like picking up baby trees and I feel really bad. We also had a tree cut down, you know, in the front yard and Angelina, my daughter, was like, I feel really bad that we're cutting down this tree, you know, and I said, yeah, I do too. You know, so um, we both like put our hand on the tree, you know, (laughs) all this time and we're like, thank you for being a good tree. And then come to find out it was dying from the inside out. So it needed to come down anyway. Weird. Yeah. They showed us, I guess, somehow with the rings and the way it was splitting, they were like, oh, yeah, something was going on. I can't remember what they said specifically, but that it was dying from the inside out and that it would have eventually fallen. to Fall onto your house.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: So, you know, anyway, we were able to get some firewood out of it, so that's a plus. And then they, I don't know, did whatever else with all the other stuff, so it's making its rounds to being useful for a variety of purposes for other people. So there's that at least. So that's how we can make it. Every little bit helps. Yes, to benefit the earth because we only have one. And that's it. When it's gone, it's gone. And we really shouldn't speed up the process by which it, (laughs) it deteriorates. That's really... We're supposed to live in conjunction with everybody, not against it. We are animals too. So so as always we appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast please check us out on ig at useless underscore chatter or on facebook at useless chatter also we can be found on anchor.fm google Podcasts, spotify and breaker rate subscribe send us a message we look forward to any feedback you have to offer until next time bye bye